Welcome back to Hunkering Down with Peter Storch. I'm rambling down I-75 as we wrap up our RV trip. I really appreciate the feedback to the couple of podcasts that we dropped earlier this week with just a whole cavalcade of consultants. Um, I wanted to keep it going. Uh, It's a long drive from Atlanta to, uh, we're going to Reagan uh, Family Campground next. So I invited my friend Matt Dixon uh, to uh, join us again and talk about the primary it's a great story about uh, the secret bar at FPNL, uh, and of course, a little bit of uh, some Packers reference. So here's a quick pod with just Matt Dixon and I, and appreciate you listening. We all know that guy who says he knew Trump was going to win long before election night. Had he known about Predict It, he could have put his money where his mouth was and made a little extra cash in the process. Predict It is like the stock market for politics. You can buy and sell shares in future events and elections, both foreign and domestic. During the last election, Predict It beat other national pollsters like Nate Silver in election night predictions, and it wasn't even close. It's easy and only costs a few bucks to get started. Hunkering Down listeners can get a special introductory offer by visiting predictit.org slash promo slash F-L-A-P-O-L. Welcome back to Hunkering Down with Peter Schorsch. Uh, I'm just so into the podcast lately, and we're getting such good like feedback and and I'm also driving a lot, so I have a lot of free time. Um, I just wanted to cut another pod, and you guys really responded well to the last time we had this guest on. Matt Dixon of Politico, he is back with us. Matt, how are you, man? I'm doing great. Real quick, any quick football hot takes we need to get out of the way? Like, how are you feeling? I know, like, training camp's back. Like, I, I don't, I, I don't get too much into it yet. I'm still in baseball mode. Uh, anything going on with the Packers that the world needs to know about? Well, I'm definitely a bit in baseball mode because the Brewers are still in first place. Uh, uh, three games, I believe, up on, on your Cardinals. But I, uh, I I actually don't have a ton of faith in them as far as an actual contender to go to the World Series or anything. So I'm definitely paying attention to, to training camp and NFL back in my timeline is the uh, the lift I needed as the world burns around me. And uh, I think uh, – I, I, I think the same thing I think every time this, this year. It's uh, the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl, and in January you guys can all watch me implode on Twitter. It'll be great when they, <laughs> when they inevitably lose in the playoffs. Right, so take it from the top. The Brewers-Cardinals, that is, that's going to be such an epic run down the end. Just because, I mean, the Brewers are, I think, the better team. Uh, the Cardinals are getting, like, some career years out of a couple of yeah. players. And, like, just the whole pool holes, Wainwright, uh, Yadier Molina, like if they can put together one last run, I think I think some people want to see that. Um, Cardinals are a good franchise. It's hard to yeah. hard to root against them. Um, some, some some people want to see it, but your current guest is excluded from that <laughs> conversation. So, but again, I, I like that the the Brewers couldn't couldn't score lead in the All Star break. They've looked good out. They 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 looked really good post All Star break, but they've played some bad teams and. Uh, their pitching staff is great, and their their bats are questionable, and that's sort of been the story of the Brewers the past few years. It just feels like it's going to be the Yankees versus the Dodgers, no matter what happens. Maybe the Padres, but I just don't. Yeah, I, well, I mean, the, I, I think the, the Yankees Padres, got even got better. 
it's like the Padres just like like traded for Joe DiMaggio and like Babe Ruth and like the, <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the entirety of baseball talent in the universe is somehow now in San Diego. It's a, it was great. I mean, the Brewers traded their their all star closer to to them. Um, so it's uh, the, the the Padres are acquiring talent quickly. So it'll be interesting to watch what happens there. You know, the thing about baseball for me with a couple of those like trades is like, how is it that Washington didn't put together like a three or four year run there? I, I mean, I know that. I mean, how did that not happen? How did how have the Angels still never figured it out? They have like the greatest player since Roy Hobbs and they can't like, you know, they can't. And they only have to pay him one salary. I can't walk and chew gum and he can hit home runs and strike batters. Yeah, yeah. Out of right, insane. right. Um, on football, what are the Packers going off at? Uh, I think the Bucks are going off at about seven or eight to one. And I am, I will be honest, I don't ever make those bets like preseason. Um, but I will say um, I'm, I'm, I'm putting some money down on Brady just because I feel like the NFL will conspire to make that happen. Like they will I, get him into the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm not a huge gambler, but I think the Packers are five to one. They're behind the the Bills. The there's two or three teams that are behind, and I'm I'm just not a. I um I'm exceptionally good at wasting my money at happy hours, so I, I generally don't gamble with it. But uh, I, I think the Packers are five to one to undercut my argument that I'm not a gambler. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you can follow him at, uh, yeah, right, at right. M Dicks. Exactly. At uh, go de- or at uh, DraftKings.com. Uh, where are you drinking out lately? Where? Oh, I'm not a ton. Of, I mean, session's over, so I'm sort of holed up in my my Kalara neighborhood, and I, I don't. Uh, I, I I'm not out as much as I I am during more uh, more exciting and festive times during Tallahassee. So it's uh, I'm I'm sort of in summer hibernation mode. You know, as I as I say that, and I ask you, like, you know, like it feels like. You know, like in sports, like there's always like somebody replacing another great player and you're like, oh, this is the new guy doing that. And it's just like, you know, there just hasn't like as I think about it, there just hasn't been a reporter to come along like that can take over the Caputo Dixon. Like, you know, you guys were regulars at the bar like, you know, like they're, obviously they drink and everything like that. The reporters, the young people, but it's like. Like, that's missing. Like, we haven't gotten a replacement out of that. Like, nobody's like, you know, like, they're good guys. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Lorenzo's a good to, guy. But none of those guys are like. I, I don't know how else to network and source build. Like, I don't, I don't have, I don't really golf. Right. So I don't like, right. pretty much all I got. Like, I, uh, like, coffee is fine. I suppose lunches are great. But uh, I'm not going to on the golf course i'm you know not gonna you know i just that it's 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 my way of doing what i do you know i i guess i haven't heard stories of like kirby wilson closed down uh saber well, last night like he well, was at well, the bar I, I, with renzo and they just they had they had like three lawmakers with them and well, the guys well, from southern were there and it, it just got it got lit well, I, I like to think you don't hear hear too many stories of me doing that either. <laughs> Not anymore, but you used to hear like no, I mean, no, you no, know, I just, the days when I would you and I would close down a few places. I mean, we'd have Spencer running around, or like when Caputo, you know, like Caputo would come up there, he he'd wear his good white T-shirt, and you know, he would 
you know, he just was able to attract people. Like you would, you know, people would want to come see him. And and even like Farrington, obviously, like Brendan Farrington, like he had his like bar tab days when he would, you know, people would go over. Uh, was that Leon County Pub? And Leon Pub, and, yeah, yeah, it's the uh, yeah the best the best dirtiest bar in Tallahassee. It's a wonderful place. And there used to be a little bit of that, and I guess like. It just isn't that scene right now. So um, we're going to talk about bars at the end of the segment, but I wanted to pick your brain three weeks out uh, on a few things. Um, what, if anything, did you have, do you have a take on Nikki Freed's new ad? I mean, that's kind of been in the world we live in, the Twitterverse. That's been, mm-hmm. you know, the thing for, I mean, God knows it was hyped like, uh, like uh, the new Game of Thrones uh <laughs> series starting huh. does it matter at this point i mean is this race so close what are your what's your sense on the, the gubernatorial primary and that ad well i mean i i, I think you, you said the word hype and, and kevin kate's probably the best hype man in florida politics so they, they got a lot of attention which at this point is probably the point of of paid advertising right like you know if you get the traction if you get the even haters or trolls going after your ad you know especially when you're probably not the front runner that's the goal and I, I think that this ad certainly certainly checked that box so from from that perspective I, I I think they you know did a good job I haven't myself had our trackers pull the numbers and see how much money's behind it or where it's running or you know so I I, I don't know offhand at this moment to the degree you know what its saturation is but I think it certainly has people talking and you know from when you're probably not in the front runner seat that's a that's a good that, that that's a good day for your for your first dv ad um i i i don't want to take away from it i thought it was a good ad i think um you know i think there's something to be said about listen nikki's it doesn't matter if she's going to win or lose she still has to run her campaign she still has to do these things you know there's no foregone conclusions and i think that ad was better than a you know just um yeah. you know the, like Charlie's not going to light, light Charlie's not going to light it on fire with any ad that he does oh. right now. That's just not his style. I, I just wonder, like on her expenditure report somewhere, is there like going to be a big like mix line? Did they go out and buy like forty six suits or whatever? Like I'm, I'm just I'm, I can't wait to see the line item. Like where they go? Is it like going to be Joseph A. Bank or like Knicks or like <laughs> to what degree? How how fancy how fancy were those suits? Or did Kevin just have to open up his closet and like drop like fifty suits? Well, I mean, long after this campaign is over, there will be the, you know, Kate Tom behind the scenes. Um, you'll uh, get the special coffee table book. Uh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's black right. and white photography of of Kevin recording the ad. You can get that if you're uh, an early subscriber. And then I'd say by December, January, we should have the, the third installment of the behind the scenes documentary. Produced by Kcom on how they filmed this ad. Um, um, I'm looking forward. Be- to, I'm looking forward to the hand drawn map of every place that Nikki's been that you can hang on your wall. For- <laughs> oh my god! See, the thing is, is I love Kevin so much. Like, well, I, I think the Tallahassee map is really cool. The, the thing I just made fun of, I actually think is really neat. Like, I, I yeah, my, my my tendency is to be sarcastic, but I actually thought that was really cool. It, it's actually it was actually one of the like not one of the cooler things because the guy does a lot of cool things um you're right like i i wanted one of those and it's like um 
I was telling somebody today, I was talking to one of our mutual uh, friends, and I was just like, you know what? You can say what you want about Kevin, but Kevin's, you, you always see him with pictures of his kids. He's a great dad. He, you know, sets a good, you know, he's a great family man with the rest of his family. Great. He's got a, it seems at least, you know, if you go by the Instagram, but I know it up front or up close, yeah, he's got a great relationship with his wife, with his parents. I mean, you know, there, there, you know, there are a lot worse people in the industry, um, you know, than, than you, Kevin Kate. You're asking me how to do a podcast, not a 30 second spot for Kevin Kate. That's true. Yeah. Somebody uh, was listening to the previous one. They're like, Jesus Christ, you tongue bathed Max Goodman. Um, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta stop. Um, what do you think about Charlie's campaign? I, I feel it just like it's motoring along. It seems like there's a lot of, I want to say there seems to be a lot of on the ground, like Charlie's doing his drop in at the Weston Democrats yeah. Federated Women's Club. Like yeah, there's no, a he, lot of that. He, He's he's hitting all the sort of the condo DEC things he needs to. I mean, it, it's fine. It's petering along. He's doing what he needs to. Um, he's had the front runner status for a while now, so he's you know ducking debates like you know. Be obviously uh, Freed's been critical of that, but any front runner ducks debates, and he's just sort of been chugging along. I, I don't you know I I don't particularly think he's done anything to stub his toe and 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 lose crown to 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 Nikki but she just had her sort of day of action over in Jacksonville and she's definitely uh definitely been super active and and, and super aggressive so you know I I think he's still definitely the the guy that everyone should probably expect to win but at the same time my my favorite democratic primary story was perhaps 2018, I had an entire story written going into election night about how Gwen Graham was going to win. And I had to feverishly, I think it was the one of the Rosens, I forget which one where election night was, I had to feverishly in about 30 minutes write an entire brand new story about how Gillum won. So while I agree with the status quo on this, I certainly wouldn't put it at 100%. And, you know, it's, uh, it's floored and weird things happen. Was it the shitty Rosen Hotel or was it the big shitty Rosen Hotel? I forget. Honestly, I forget where it was. It was, it was, it, I was at, it was at Gwen Graham's election night party because we thought she was going to win. Yeah. I, I don't recall. It was in Orlando for sure, but I don't recall where it was. And I remember having to run out. I, I left the media room and I had to run out and like I needed a quiet space because I had to basically bang out a Gillum one story in like 30 minutes because I had my Gwen Graham one story written going into election night. So I, uh, I that's why I say like I, I do think Chris is the front runner. I agree with that status quo logic, but I, uh, I'll never put anything in this state at 100 percent. Yeah. And I wonder and this isn't like I will say this, like I think Charlie is very lucky right now. And I'm saying this the day after the results in Kansas, where there was a, a basically a referendum on abortion there. Um, that issue still has not taken off, I don't think, yet in Florida. It really? may never. I mean, I don't think I mean, I think it's gotten legs, but I don't think it's got I don't think it's like led to a wildfire yet. I mean, maybe not a wildfire, but I, I do think I mean, I've talked to. And, and honestly, it, in, in the spirit of honesty, these are like consultant types. But I, I've talked to some Democrats who now consider the, some, themselves single issue voters and are going to vote for Nikki kind of because of that. Folks who okay. people who were not but but it's not a wildfire. People who are not engaged, not working for their campaign 
But you're right. I, I haven't gone and, and canvassed the I-4 corridor and talked to a gazillion voters. So you could be right on the wildfire stuff. But I don't know. I don't, I don't think Florida is totally being left out of that. And it, Nebraska or Toledo or whatever flyover state that thing happened in last night, I, I think, you know, is, 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 is Toledo is a state, right? Like, <laughs> um, so no, I, I, think, I, I think I think, I think you're oh, good. No, I think you're we're both kind of uh, proving the point. You're like it could be a thing. I don't know that it's a full thing yet. And I will say if charlie's very lucky that it's not like because like yeah, he's almost lucky by the that ballots are out right now that you know that you you give this issue another month and it may be yeah. another it may be yeah. at a fever and right. uh yeah that's, that's right like maybe like let's say let's say that ruling comes out in may and nikki gets the entire summer to campaign on it sure. and she turns her campaign into a like you say, a single issue kind of campaign about that. I, it, it, it could have been, or it could be a different race. Again, you're right. Like it could be upended on election day, uh, a la Gillum versus Graham. But I will say, like, I haven't seen the evidence of the Nikki surge yet. Um, uh, like cool. I know, I know they're pushing that and everything. And I was all about pushing the Gillum surge. I just haven't seen it yet. If it's well, going to happen, it's going to happen this weekend. Yeah, and and the, the fundamentals of 2018 were different in the sense there was, I don't know if five viable candidates, viable is the right term, but there were five candidates who could spend money and communicate and message. And it's, it's so the, the, the sort of fundamentals of that primary are different than this year too. So I, I, I don't, uh, you're right. I don't know that I see overwhelming evidence for a, a, a freed surge. I just I just know there was a really frantic Matt Dixon on election night in 2018 who got it wrong with his early draft copy. So I don't put anything past, you know, what, what could happen. All right, let's talk some down ballot, uh, but let's take a break real quick and hear from one of our sponsors. Uh, give us 10 seconds here. Okay, Matt, um, you wrote a really good piece the other day, kind of setting the table on the Barbara Sharif, Lauren Book, Democratic uh, primary and Senate District 35. I feel like that is probably, on the Democratic side, that feels like the maybe the most interesting state legislative primary at this point, right? I mean, I don't, the congressional side, you've got maybe CD27 and CD10, but that Lauren Book race now seems to be uh, as interesting as anything else in the state. I, I think from a legislative perspective, outside of congressional stuff, it's the most interesting primary, you know, maybe recent political history. I mean, Florida political history. I mean, could you imagine Kathleen Pasadomo having a, a well-resourced Republican challenger? I mean, it just doesn't happen. Lauren's had to spend over a million dollars on that race. Um, is, you know, essentially Pizzo is functioning as is minority leader on the, the, the campaign front and coordinating campaigns right now. And I mean, the idea that a, a incoming or current caucus leader has a real primary challenge to me is, is kind of, kind of nuts and just doesn't really happen. So, yeah, I think it's, um, um, you know, not only the most interesting primary legislatively legislative primary to watch this cycle, but the, the most interesting one in quite some time. Do you think um, I've asked, a couple of people this do you think it's is barbara sharif on the up and up or do you think that they're that i don't know a year from now we're going to find out that um 
some Senate adjacent folks were backdooring money in through the back door through the other back door. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I guess my thought on that is is I, I have absolutely zero evidence to to say that Republicans are behind this. I mean, they've they've you know everyone plays in primaries from time to time. It would seem to make sense. I, I don't know why else a you know a, a Democrat would do this, but I have zero evidence. Other, I mean, other than I know Shreve's campaign manager has worked for Republicans in the past. I guess that's one data point that that you know could help you stitch together a conspiracy theory if you wanted to. But um, I wouldn't be shocked if at some point you know additional reporting or additional information you know made it seem as though Republicans were were behind that primary challenge. But as we sit here today. Um, I, I don't, I don't have any personal evidence of that. So, you know, we haven't, we haven't reported or written that. So everybody uh, that I talked to in the two previous podcasts, we talked about CDs, the GOP primaries and CD seven, 13 and 15. Um, what are your thoughts there? Seven, this is the wide open field in central Florida, Sabatini, Corey mm-hmm. Mills, Brady Duke. Um, yeah, I, where do you I think, think that's going? I, I mean, I, I think it's probably going to be Sabatini. I mean, I, I don't the the public polling has him up. I'm I'm notoriously skeptical of public polling, but if I you know had to make a pick today, I would say probably probably Sabatini. I mean, he he seems to have that that front runner status, and he's often you know the numbers, and I, I don't see any reason why uh you know why he wouldn't pull that off. But you know, I I, I don't I don't know if it's quite a coin flip. I could certainly see him losing, but he would the favorite in my mind in 13 you got uh anna polina luna and kevin hazlett and amanda mackey i think that that's turned into a two-person race uh mackey's obvious i just think mackey's kind of dropped off there uh hazlett has spent some money apl's got the trump endorsement and club for growth i mean i i see her i don't see any reason to see why she doesn't win unless people just don't I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's, that's your world a bit closer than mine, but I agree with that assessment. I, I think the Trump endorsement will carry the day um, from from my sort of – we haven't given a ton of attention to that race, and I'm certainly not in the weeds on it, but I, I sort of generally agree with that assessment. I, I have nothing to nothing to refute what you just sort of laid out there. And then 15, I will say this, and I never dog on our polls. Um, I just don't believe that Laura Lee is up as much as St. Pete Polls has her. Um can Which you, is crazy, I know. Can you can you believe that Republican members of the legislature voted for Republican budgets? <laughs> then there's the, uh, the, the just just as a just as a from. yeah well just as a general principle outside of this race specifically it's always sort of been my philosophy on covering mailers and things. If 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 at the bottom of the mailer it says HB five thousand one or SB twenty five hundred, I think it's silly because there's absolutely yeah. in, in a in, in a four hundred page document outlining you know that much spending. There's absolutely any number of things you could use to help boost or hurt your political opponent or or whatever. So budget when when your mailer focuses on a budget vote, I automatically just kind of like roll my eyes. I think the uh, the interesting attacks out of the Stargell Super PAC there is this idea that DeSantis, it, like there's some criticism, like Laurel Lee resigned from the DeSantis administration and he's refused to endorse her. And I thought that those were, I mean, they're, they're a reach. Uh, I mean, she did technically resign so she could run for Congress. Um, I, I don't know. I, I felt like 
don't yeah. know. I I thought that was kind of chintzy. Yeah, yeah, they are they are sort of sort of surface level weak hits, but the 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 budget ones come up every year and every year. I'm just like, come on, guys. It, 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 honestly, like I think the the retort to those could be if the best you have against my client is a budget vote, you have nothing else. And I will say this: I hate betting against Jackie Toledo because, like, the one down ballot race that I like got way wrong last time. Like, even if our polling was off, we were directionally okay. But the one we were, we were like, oh no, the Democrat is going to win here. I think we did it two election cycles in a row. Is against Toledo, so I am um, I, like yeah. I'm scarred on that one. Like I feel like <laughs> she's a really hard worker, and that may not show up at the same way. I just don't know that she has the money, and so I will yeah. say this: like I just I don't know. I think that race right now. Brad Harold had a good point in um, in the previous pod. He was just like, I don't know why we're not expecting. See uh, the races for CD seven and fifteen to come down to, you know, recounts or litigious things, or that we won't know a winner there for a good week or so because they're gonna, you know, seven. There's so many candidates in there. Right. It almost right. defies, you know, logic right. to get there. Is there how another race? You... Go ahead. Well, I'm just, I just, how about that fifteen million dollars Jerry Torres put in? Huh. Yeah, that, that that's working out well. Yeah, I mean that. Uh, I God, I remember they were blowing us up. Uh, and I'm sure we're not alone. That you know that when he was about to get in, hey, we got this self funder. Going to put in five million dollars. Going to put in fifteen million dollars. And uh, as it turns out, uh, the the house of cards collapsed as it tends to does and it tends to do in these situations. I mean, John Ward is already like, if you were betting on who was the worst consultant and you parlayed John Ward right now, you've already got one leg of that there with uh the jerry torres uh, torres debacle yeah i mean he's got his wife's race still and like that shouldn't have even been a race so yes if she wins then he gets there but it's like i don't know that he's done his brand any favors this election cycle i'd say going back to last legislative session (laughs) well i remember like so we aggregated, not even, it wasn't aggregated. We saw your story and like, we're like, we should do a story on this. And we looked at the, and I think we, we just went at it from a little bit of a different angle. And so like, he was in the governor's club lounge and I was there with a few friends and like, he came up to me and he was just like, um, uh, John Ward. And I'm just like, oh, it's a pleasure to meet you. And I swear to God, like Ben Stiller and Dodgeball, he's like, um, I'm sure that it is. And I'm like, did you just like... <laughs> Are you like a are you like a villain from a nineteen forties <laughs> film noir? Like what? Did you just touche me? I just uh, yeah, no, it's good. I just as an FYI, I asked and our our tracker just sent me. I, maybe this is known and I missed it, but Nikki, uh, her ads are uh, she she's got about one point four million in airtime reserves so far. Most of it in uh, actually your hood, uh, Tampa, St. Pete. So. I think I mean it's 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 a real number, and especially in a primary. Listen, I'm my hood is where the RV takes me. I am basically this is like the John I've like taken the John Madden route, and I'm just I can actually see doing this during the campaign. It's like uh, traveling yeah, around. And, 
meeting voters and you're uh you're, you're doing what my parents said like that my parents both retired together and their lifelong goal was always to, they bought a huge really nice rv and they just like travel the country now they just did three months like they came to visit us by on and i and then like went all the way out to the grand canyon and slowly worked oh, that's their way awesome through. yeah yeah they're they're pretty much full-time they, they still have the the house i grew up in but they're pretty much they're big time retired RVers now so i uh, i can totally relate oh your dad i mean you like i i want to know which campground your dad's at so i can get there oh, right now my, 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 my mom takes extensive notes on everywhere they go i'll see if i can copy um it's a whole i will say it's a whole different life out here it is it's obviously <clears throat> it's more conservative you know you're already starting to see the like the trump 2024 flags out here you see a lot of you know don't tread on me but i will say like one thing like and it's good. You do get to see a little bit you different aspect of America this way. I will say, like, if I had a takeaway from this trip is the, like, Virginia, North Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, um, even Georgia, um, a lot less tension than Florida. Like, and I know that that's not, like, how can you get a feel? But I, I do. I, I talk to a bunch of, we end up talking to we end up talking to more people than we do them when we're living in Florida, actually, you know, because we're just yeah. out walking around and it's just like, you know, I, people are, they're divided, but it's not like the people in rural North Carolina do not hate the people in Asheville the way the people in Ocala despise South well, I mean, Florida. There's like, a, know. I mean, the, the administration here, when you ask them if the sky is blue, they refute the premise of the question. So I think right. The, the tone is set from the top here in a different way than probably other states, even that are, are Republican leaning. Well, and like Kentucky, like it, it was interesting. We were talking to a bartender, shocking, but like a lot of people had, and this was in horse country world, you know, a lot of people had really good things to say about Andy Bashirs. Now that may have been the reaction immediately to the like disaster with the floods, but people were pretty, you know, they were not like, damn it, we got to get this guy out. Like, yeah. we need a Republican governor here. Um, you know, uh, the North Carolina folks, they seem to like, uh, what's his name? Is it Roy Cooper? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the, the like, people are not like, clan, they, like, the Democrats, and I will say it was mostly white Democrats, the white Democrats don't hate uh, Brian Kemp here uh, uh, the so, way that, like, Democrats in Florida hate DeSantis. Are you the ass that walks into the small town country bar and immediately starts asking the bartender about the governor? <laughs> hey, friend, I've never met you before. What do you think about your governor? <laughs> uh, well, you know, you know, because the worst, the worst ass, and you, you probably get this as well, is like when you get in an Uber and you're talking and like right. the guy's talking to you and they're like, so what do you do for a living? And Michelle always says, I'm a, I'm a mom or, yeah. you know, something like, and like, you know, like, and like, we leave it like that. And I don't say anything. Like the person's like looking at me yeah. and like, I, I'm just like, um, waste management, uh, yeah. or whatever. But then I'll say like, God damn it. I'll say like, uh, we do politics and it's like, Oh, well, son of a bitch, blah, blah, blah. And you're oh, just yeah, like, no, Oh, no, here yeah. we go. Depend it depends how you want to answer that question. No, I, I understand. I, it's actually not me going. It's like, like, <laughs> and then they're like, well, what do you do in politics? And I'm like, I run a site called Florida Politics. God dang it, I hate Florida Politics. And you're like, uh, and I, I will say on the DeSantis thing, and to give him credit, and I, I can't believe I'm doing this, I will say, and like 
this is like unsolicited, but it has happened, I want to say a half dozen to a dozen times. The like, I want to say the good working class folks, and that sounds bougie, but like just think like bartenders and like bellmen and cab drivers, the people that make a city a tourism de- destination work, like they all love Ron DeSantis. Oh, like, totally. He's incredible. Oh, you mean here? You, you mean here or afar? Afar. Like I, yeah. I just remember, like oh, 100%. the bellman yeah. at the hotel in New York was just like this was like six months ago, just like. Oh, you've got this DeSantis guy. We were at a bar. We were at Sardi's, the famous bar right there off of Broadway. Um, and this guy loved Ron DeSantis, just loved Ron DeSantis. Um, the fact that they know who your state's governor is, yeah, you know, is almost that, a little weird. That, but well, they that, just, That's the most notable thing when writing about the Eric Aguilar dude in Jacksonville, we had called small dollar donors all over the country, like $20, $25 donor people. And without question, they all... Like I'd never, you know, Rick, Rick Scott now runs the NRC. He's a U.S. senator. I don't think random twenty dollar donor in North Dakota know who he was. They all know who Ron DeSantis is. Yeah, yeah. It's um, to his credit. Um, oh, hundred okay. yeah. To uh, to your credit, you had a very uh, interesting, well trafficked story. Um, we'll close it up here. Um, it all kind of connects here. It. it uh, um, there was a big story about everybody who's listening to this podcast knows uh, FPNL basically pulling the strings on the capitalist. And I think if I'm talking to you now, I had some harsh words online about it. But the thing I would say with you here is this kind of sucks because like we've been on so many like panels with Brian and like, like we've done shows and things like that. And, I don't like to see anybody who like we see as often as we see him. Um, I don't like to see anybody in a bad position uh, like he is now. And so like, again, I had some harsh words online. I do think that the site is done. I don't, I don't think, I don't think that it can go forward. Any thoughts on the capitalist site? I mean, obviously you got mentioned in there. We talked about it beforehand. You know, he wanted to put together the dream team of, um, of you uh, Caputo and find out uh, sure. for their endeavor. Um, I don't know any insights there before we talk well, about the FPL. I mean, just, uh, just, just like I said on Twitter, the the, the whole crux of that was just uh, uh, for me personally. I was asked to go out to have a coffee meeting. I wasn't really told what it was about, and the pitch was made there. It was a thirty minute meeting. I didn't know about any of this stuff, and it really never went new there. It really, really never went anywhere. So it was a relatively small blip on my radar. But as far as what's happening with the capitalists and, and Burgess more generally, I, I guess I, I really don't. Um, I mean, I think there was always a sense and he's owned it that there were, you know, subscribers who were in, in, in you know, whatever interest. And he said this in his post that, you know, sort of fund the site and that's what drives their editorial decision making. And, you know, that's fine. I think everyone saw that coming. But uh, some of the some of the email leaks and the record leaks sort of sort of, you know, peel the onion back on exactly what that meant and you know there's been a lot of discussion about it and i'll i'll, I'll kind of let people uh people who want to dive into that a little more do it but i was never never that close to it other than the one meeting and as far as i'm, I'm not going to dunk on burgess to the you know but other than uh other than the idea that I, I think we all sort of knew this is what the capitalist was and those records just sort of shed a, a, a brighter light on it 
was like the idea of like Burgess like getting you Caputo and find out was that like was that like when LeBron was trying to get like you know like Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh to Miami is that like the whole like does it go well, down like that yeah well like, I mean but but except the difference being you know most people know where revenue for an NBA franchise comes from we all asked where the money for this was coming from <laughs> answer so um I don't think I mean I don't believe, you know, that it was eventually going to get to a point where we were going to have to be told who was funding this thing or it was going to fall apart anyway, and it never even got to that stage. So it is what it is, and, and the moment passed. All right. So you definitely had, like, I think we've all, like, had a bite of the apple here on the FPL story. You know, your uh, your wonderful wife has had actual reporting about FPL. And I know you do actual reporting, too, but you had – such a great story this week um and it was basically the disclosure and the um, the, the the making public of a secret bar at fpl's headquarters um which is, in tallahassee which is as you say a stone's throw i thought i had a great tweet i was just like you know what we don't throw enough stones in florida you anymore you, you didn't take me in it so i didn't acknowledge it and so like i i will just say like when i woke up and i read this story like some days it just it just and it's it's all i feel this way a lot with you gary and and obviously mark it's like i i just know like no matter what i do and like we have had a lot of good campaign coverage and we had a lot of good poll stories and stuff i'm like no matter what we do i just know that the top story on like the safety review clicker or like on traffic is going to be the secret bar story and so <laughs> i want to ask like so what made you what was like the, like, did you just not, did you just find out about it? But like, what made you go from, all right, there's a secret bar in Tallahassee to, Hey, let's write a story about this secret bar. Is it because of the FPNL stuff or did oh, you always yeah. know about it? I didn't, I didn't always know about it. I was flagged to it right around the time that the, the Nate Monroe PI, PI story sort of circulated okay. around. And I just sort of, uh, you know, kept in my brain for a while but uh, i've been trying to get people to talk to me about it for a while and finally i i found some folks who were who had been there who were willing to give me some color um okay. which which gave the the jump off to be able to to start reaching out to you know i had several you know lawmakers and sort of you know state officials who who had been there and finally gave me a jumping off point to 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 you know, put the rubber to the road and, and do some actual reporting on it. So, it's something I had known about for a while, and with the FPL stuff sort of increasing, I you know figured it was probably a good idea to let people know that a lot of lawmakers you know are either you know maybe perhaps drinking for free there, or you know at least at the very least it was described to us there's a cash box there. So it sounds like at at best it's an honor system sort of thing for for you know lawmakers buying drinks or, or cigars or whatever else there all right i want to get to that serious part um just to be clear you haven't ever been inside the fpnl secret bar or whatever no, no, no. Uh, until recently i didn't even know that building was fpl's tallahassee there's for for those who might not be familiar with tallahassee downtown there's a, a massive three-story building right by the Capitol, uh, with, but there's no signage on it. There's there's nothing to indicate that, you know, it's owned by one of the biggest power companies in, in the country. They've, so they've done a really good job. A lot of people do know it's there. I'm not saying it's a total secret, but I mean, I've been here for a long time. And until very recently, I didn't even know that was an FPL building. So uh, I was 
Um, I've never been there and I was certainly unaware of it until very, the, the bar or the building until very recently. Well, and you know bars too. So, I mean, that's another area of expertise for you. So for you to I, not- I'm, I, I, I'm much more of a hate Ashbury at Andrews guy than a invite only at FPL guy. Uh, somebody, I'm surprised we haven't got to this yet on Twitter's and it's like, come on Twitter. Um, like they need to name that bar. Like secret bar is not like, yeah, right. I mean, is it going to be the the power bar? You know, like what, right. is, what is going to, we need to, we need to get that working. Um, I, you, you and I, I talked I, about it. But, I, I, wish, I wish you'd have brought that up before this. I had to come up with some, know, ideas, but now I'm like, now I'm, now I'm spinning my wheels on the spot here. <laughs> Ex, uh, um, what a, there's like a serious policy issue here because for people who don't, who haven't, aren't familiar with the process, so one of the things back in the old Lucy Morgan days were the the uh, interests, the special interests would set up these trailers outside the city limits, um, and there was booze and gambling and women, uh, and it was set up for lawmakers. And so now that's not what's happening here, but that's kind of what's happening here. Uh, I mean, you don't have to gamble. You can gamble online and, you know, you don't need, you know, the women thing is, is for foreboding at this point as well. But it's like the idea of setting up like a place for lawmakers to kind of just, you know, be in private and, and get drinks. Like that's, I don't want to say that that's nothing new. I'm not taking away from your reporting. It's that this is exactly like nothing's changed here. Yeah. Well, nothing's, but I mean, there, there are places to do that, like the governor's club, but everyone knows that exists. It's on Adam street out in the open. Um, there are other places, you know, the, in the story, we talked about the, the Ballard balcony, the firefighters have a place, the, the realtors have a place. There are other uh, associations and lobbying entities that have private spaces, but I think two things are different. This one sounds, you know, much, much bigger and sort of swankier. And it was, you know, basically described as, you know, a, 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 the governor's cub lounge except nicer in private and you need fpl swipe cards to get in and out so i think there are some some differences with this one and plus the the you know scrutiny of that company and, and some of its you know political lobbying media practices is is incredibly under the spotlight right now and it's way over the legislature is bigger than the other people who run these establishments so i think it was it was definitely worth um you know definitely worth pointing this one out and even but even within that story we acknowledge that the, there are other ones in town well and i don't want to like give away your big news but you do have a book coming out later this year it was supposed to be about the 2022 election um you now have a second book coming out um the secret bars of Tallahassee at the coffee table book that Matt and I are putting together. Uh, it's 9995. Uh, go to dicksbooks.com and you can pre-order now. We take you on a architectural digest level feel of all of some of the secret bars, the basement at the Southern Group. Uh, we right, have yeah, Carol forward by Carol Dover on the FRLA lounge. I mean, yeah, but, but but they'll only let you in. So you do the pictures and I'll just the snark down. <laughs> Um, uh, that's, I just, I, I really do think that that, like we, some we, we laugh, but somebody will do that. Um, and yeah, that will be, absolutely. You know, we need the content. Um, all right. Well, um, you got anything else? Where are you going to be over the, are you in Tallahassee for the three weeks? Or are you going to, you got anywhere that you're going to be, I mean, conference, I've got one more conference. I've got the FRLA conference on the 7th or on the 18th. 
Um, yeah, no, I'm um, I'm here. Uh, I, I'm probably I, I don't have anything between now and primary day, so that's uh, I'm I'm staying put and uh, doing uh, doing doing book and Tallahassee stuff. All right, well, it's Matt Dixon's favorite time of the year. Football season intersects with uh, primary and general elections. Matt, thanks for coming on. We'll check back with you maybe one more time or maybe right after the general say uh, hi to Anna for us. And um, thanks for coming on. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me.